Years ago, I found a, a way to try to connect to second graders when they're about to receive their first penance. How do you, how do you describe to a second grader what does it mean to, to have your sins forgiven? It was a good example in this I, that I read about, and um, I, I modified it a little bit. So I went out in, with the second graders, and I said, you guys have great imagination. So I want you to imagine, imagine I'm holding a, a red piece of glass. You can see right through it, but it's all red. Now watch what I'm going to do. And I threw it on the ground. And it was amazing. That it works every single time. The kids are in the pew like this. And they, they have great imaginations. They can, they can see that break. So then I said, does anybody else want to hold a piece of glass? All the hands went out. I said, well, here, I got a blue piece of glass. Just the same way. You could see right through it. And I said, who, want, who wants to hold? They, hold? they said, okay, here you have it. You, and he, they take it very carefully. And then I said, okay, now throw it on the ground. And then they, they throw it on the ground. <laughs> and then they, everybody around, you know, like they're all watching this. And then I had a yellow one and a and a green one, and by the end of the, the last one, I mean, they are really putting it on the ground. And so I said, look at this. Look at all this broken glass. What's that good for? It's like garbage. Might as well sweep it up, throw it out. It's ruined. And I said, well, that's how people feel sometimes in their lives with the sins they've committed or the things that are happening to them. This leper in the gospel today, that's how he felt. He felt like he was garbage. And I'm going to tell you why in a couple minutes. He was like, no good. But then I said, you know what? When you go to confession, and we happen to have a stained glass window at this church, I said, look what happens. The stained glass window was in the front. If you imagine a stained glass window, I say, it takes all those broken pieces and makes something beautiful. That's what God does. He makes what was broken whole again. When I, when I first look at this gospel, this is in the gospel of Mark, what caught my attention was the way the leper prayed for him. I asked his prayer to Jesus. If you wish... You can make me whole. And when I read that, that's what caught my attention. I thought, honestly, I don't pray that way. I pray usually, Lord, please help me. Or please do something to make this thing better. I don't have the conviction of this man. He says, if you wish, you can make me clean. He's got the conviction that he believes Jesus can really do it. And it's a leper who's making that prayer. And then Jesus, you know, in this, in this whole passage, these first three verses only have 51 words. But everything that's mentioned is so important. You know, in those days, leprosy was not only a physical ailment, it was a spiritual one, and so the people believed. You, were, you had these sores because somehow you did something wrong, or your family did, and it came down to you. They had that idea of the, that, the, that the guilt could be passed on. So it wasn't only just a physical thing, it was a social and spiritual and 
every dimension. And I, you know, all the things we might know about leprosy, I, I recently found out two more n- new things. If you ever saw the movie Ben-Hur, this is the back, the 19, I didn't see the new one. The 1950s one with uh, Charlton Heston and, remember his mother and his sister got leprosy in the movie. And when they, wherever you saw a scene with them, they always covered their mouth. They pulled the veil over and they covered their mouth. Why? Because a leper was not allowed to breathe on anyone. Imagine that. Breath. The symbol of life. And for the Jewish people, when God made Adam, he breathed into him. For them, was polluted and a symbol of death. And the other thing was, they were not allowed to go near the temple, which means they couldn't worship God. God was pure and clean, and they were unclean. They were not allowed anywhere near God. So in these 51, in 51 words, it says Jesus had pity on him. The pit, pity is not a good English translation. The word in Greek, because when we use the word pity, sometimes it can seem condescending. You know, I'm up here, I'm looking at somebody down there. I'm safe and secure, and they're, they're over there. And when I say, poor thing, I pity them. That's not what Jesus was doing. The word in Greek means he felt it so deep inside of him. Now, they were pretty earthy people. They would say he felt it all the way in his bowels. He cared for this man so much. And then he horrifies everyone around who's watching this because you weren't allowed to touch a leper. And he reaches out through the hatred and the prejudice and the alienation and the isolation and the self-loathing to the very core of the man as if to say, you are mine. And with seven words, he cures him. I do will it. Be made clean. Now there are times in our lives, most of us, Our healing, whether it's physical, spiritual, emotional, usually comes gradually. You know, we pray to the Lord, we maybe have an insight, something happens, and and we're healed a little bit, maybe from a past injury or from a past emotional wound. And then we go to another retreat like seven years later and the same issue comes up and we have another deeper healing. But there are times still today when that healing comes like fireworks and an explosion of grace and we're healed immediately. I hear stories like this. They shared stories like this in the conference today for the men. And, and that's what Mark says when he says, the leprosy left him immediately. So this gospel passage today is here before us. It invites us to have that kind of trust in God to go to God for the places in our lives where we need healing and ask with conviction. Dear Lord, I pray for everyone here and in all the ways that we need healing in our lives. May the faith of this man in the gospel today be an inspiration to us.
May we realize Jesus loves us that much to reach into our core and remind us, you are mine. Amen.